All right, guys, Nord East podcast. We talk Minnesota Vikings. We talk all about transfers in soccer and Kaprizov hopefully signing a new deal. Here we go, Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How is it going? Very well. Great, man. You? I got nothing to complain about. We had a great first episode this week. We finished our summer of Star Wars. We talked uh, No Way Home trailer, Spider-Man. Yeah, this new Spider-Man. And uh, we picked our next rewatch, which is going to be James Bond. So it was a fun episode. Go back, check that one out after you listen to our hot sports takes this week. Also... Go back and listen to last week's yeah, the killer podcast with Jordan Alabat. Yeah, one huge pod. What did we do, like an hour and a half, hour 45? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. No, that was really fun. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jordan, if you're listening. Uh, dude, entertaining guy. A lot of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, check that out. So, guys, before we dive into this episode, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Good job. You got it. All right, guys. Uh, here we go. We're about to start. But before we do, what are we drinking today? We are drinking... Black Stacks, the Great Black Stack Bake Off. Uh, I think this is the second one in this series. This is like a pineapple upside down cake. It's got caramelized pineapple, cherry, maraschino cherry, maraschino cherry juice, brown sugar, Madagascar vanilla, and milk sugar. This shit sounds like it would be way too much. It's a little sweet, but I think it's delicious. I think they really nailed this one. It's actually even more sour than the last one. Yeah. In my opinion. I think it's really good. It's not that thick. You think it's going to be one of these milkshake type of... Yeah. Like smoothie style you see the vanilla and the sugar and you're Mm -hmm. like oh no here we go i think it's great i think it's absolutely awesome yeah it's really heavy with the cherry flavor um but i think this is delicious i think black stack is killing it i mean they were like a one trick pony for a while and even that one trick was so good that we gave them a nordy a few years ago um but i think they've really branched out they're really daring and brave and i think this is another great example of that so agreed this one could even be qualified as Silky. Silky. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, We have a warm-up today. Ryan, what do you got for us? All right, this one's kind of dovetailing off of our pod with Jordan. Okay. So for 31 days straight, you have to wear a jersey Mm -hmm. from any era of your favorite team, one of your favorite teams. Mm -hmm. What jersey, and, and this is like you go to church, you go to dinner. I don't. You go. I do, I do that. Well, I mean, you go wherever. But you got to wear it everywhere. Wherever you're going, I suppose if you're home, you know, the honor system, whatever. But anytime you leave the house, jersey has to be on. <laughs> Better not be photographed without it. Exactly. Or it's a start over. And you got to pick one for 31 days. Is it the same shirt or the same era? No, one jersey. Oh, okay. You got to pick okay. one jersey from any of your favorite teams. Well, I think it comes down to what is going to be wearable. Um, it's not going to be a basketball jersey for me because I'm not just going to try to figure out how to wear a sleeveless every day. So it's kind of weird, but I feel like I could just get through it with like a like a vintage twins jersey. Not my favorite thing to wear, but like it's a button up. It's probably versatile. Um, this have, is a tough challenge. This is going to be a shitty month. You're going to have it tucked into your jeans. Yeah, right. Yeah, go to a nice <laughs> restaurant, tuck it in. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I think it's probably like a twins, like maybe the baby blue twins. It's just a nice, nice Jersey. Well, they have like a pullover for that one. Even there you go. That could be it. Yeah. I mean, what, when you designed this question, Ryan, what were you having in mind? Or you just like said, fuck it, I'll figure it out later. I was just picturing like maybe a Nordy's challenge. 
Oh God, no, we're not doing this. I'm please. kidding. No, because we we have like professional jobs that we get. Like Eric certainly. I work do that. from home 100 percent of the time, so it is possible. But you're on but, Zoom. It yeah. would be a little bit dicey. Like, is he wearing the Twins jersey again? Again? What the fuck? The guys on brand. So <clears throat> I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I'm gonna go with like a Chelsea soccer kit with a collar. Mm. Um, I would probably maybe pick the whites from two years ago that they had. They yeah, but like the nice... it's the same one if you get a stain on it. Yeah, that's true. You, well, better, you can, you you can better wash go... it. You can wash it. Okay, okay. That is like you, good. You can clean, I mean, it's going to... I mean, you can't not clean the shirt. Like, it's going to smell. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you yeah. can you can clean it. Um, but yeah, I would. I think I would go with, like, a, a, a soccer kit that had a collar on it that would be, like, some semblance of, like, a modicum of professionalism. Okay. I, like I would that. go with uh, the Arsenal... soccer jersey for sure. The, the yellow Pumas from, like, five no, years ago no, that no. were as tight as... Anything you can imagine. I would go for the 2012-2013 black and purple Arsenal jersey. It isn't bright red, so it wouldn't stick out the same every day. I'd be so sick of wearing red. It isn't yellow like they always wear. It's like a dark color, and it would look cool with jeans. All right. And then Nike. I think the night I should have for sure gone to the soccer kit, yeah. but I'm wearing a fucking baseball jersey the whole time. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I think we should make this happen for charity. For cha- Well, if it's for charity. For charity. We could talk. All right. I feel warmed up. I feel good. That really wasn't a sports warm-up, but it was more of like a fun question. I enjoyed it. Okay, guys. We are going to start in the NFL, and that's because the Vikings brought in a renowned epidemiologist to try to talk the dumbasses on our team into getting the vaccine. It looks as if we're going to know who isn't vaccinated by who has to wear a mask on the sideline. So you had Delvin Cook wearing a mask, her cousins wearing a mask, probably Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, you know, a bunch of these fools who are too stupid players. to get the fucking vaccine. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you listed like five stars. Yeah. proud and, you Just, know, most well-paid people on the team the the good news is though for all the people who are like i'm not getting the vaccine until it's approved by the whatever the fda CDs, the fda yeah. blah 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 well now the pfizer one is so there you go no more excuses go you know it. what's so funny i saw some uh, some memes today um and the people were saying that and these same people that i'm that i'm i don't know why the hell i'm still following them but i am okay and they're like yeah, why would I get the experimental un, you know, FDA non-approved vaccine, whatever? And now they're posting the FDA approval means nothing. These are things on this side of the list are things that have been approved, drugs that have killed people. Um, you know, opioids are all approved. The the list on this side are things that aren't approved, uh, essential oils, things I know I like. Like it, it ain't about the science <laughs> or the FDA or anybody else. Hold on, I gotta. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta go move the goalpost. A little bit, a little <laughs> yeah. bit further to the right. Perfect. That's that's absolutely the right take. So it's not going to help. Maybe it helps a little bit. Um, the Pope gave it a blessing, which is good. Uh, even Trump at some fucking Atlanta. Or like Alabama. Alabama said, you know, I think it's good, guys. And then he gets booed. And he goes, well, now you got to, your freedoms are even better, but uh, I think it's good, guys. Uh, there's just no convincing. I, these I people, just think but. it's funny that all of the, the people on TV and uh, in the media and in politics that are telling people not to get the vaccine are all vaccinated. So. Yeah, like 100% of governors. Vikings and, get like, fucking vaccinated. We want to have a season. Yeah. If they miss one game, I'm going to turn on the Viking. No, if, they mo- if they miss one game because they're not vaccinated, they're the least vaccinated team in the league and they all get COVID. You mean the entire, like the game is canceled? Yeah, the game is canceled. We forfeited. forfeit. We okay. forfeit the game. I will turn on the Vikings for the rest of the season. Okay, for the rest of the season. Not forever. I love the Vikings, but I'm just saying, like, this iteration of the team will what be is, dead to me. What, is, yeah. what does turn on them mean? Um, I will be so fucking negative until they get rid of Kirk Cousins and probably all the anti-vax losers. Okay. I'll wait for that to happen. I just... Well, w- not cheer for that. No, I wish... I just well, wish, like... just for the takes and the pot alone, I think it'd be excellent. How sad 
of a state of affairs is it that not, not only do the Vikings have like, you know, one of 32 training staffs that are of an elite level. They wouldn't be there. You wouldn't get hired like Eric Sugarman. I think he's still their head athletic trainer, like potentially saved Teddy Bridgewater's life because he realized he could have been bleeding out of his knee when he when he had his ACL tear. Mm hmm. And like immediately got him in an ambulance. Like this guy is an elite medical mind and is probably not hiring schleps off the street to come administer health related treatments mm -hmm. to runs a tight ship. You assume. to like twenty million dollar a year athletes, mm -hmm. right? And that, that those people can't convince the players, so they have to bring in like some, you know, big to do guy who's a you know like you said a world renowned epidemiologist to talk to them, and it probably was like talking to the fucking wall did you get did they get one more out of it Probably. i guarantee they did hopefully i mean you think I, you want to who's getting you want to who in the nfl is getting the the vaccine right now it's like guys who are like fuck i might not make the team yeah i better get it you know like those people are for sure i don't know it's it's a bummer hopefully more guys do hopefully more people in the world do and uh we can hopefully get through the rest of 2021 in good shape and not have to go back to the way things were a few months ago yeah i read a funny meme that or maybe it was a tweet and someone's like here's an idea what if we rebrand the pfizer vaccine and they made up some name and said then they did like a black market like gorilla facebook campaign mm -hmm. of like this is the vaccine the government doesn't want you to take mm -hmm. right that actually works that actually it works by... and it's not from here and it's some shell corporation and they rename it and then they'll all fucking get it i know yeah. how to do it just name the the vaccine the red pill <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say put it in Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> All brilliant ideas. Sprinkle it All on brilliant the Cheetos. Hey, listen, we're really we're willing to try anything at this point. Yeah, yeah we really are. All right, we'll stick with the Vikings um and this time it's Everson Griffin. He's back. He's back in town. This says more about uh Wanham and um, weatherly than it does about anything else. Um, he's coming in as a situational pass rusher. Now, guys, I think this is a positive. To be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't know how much left he has in the tank. Um, but what I can tell you is that last year, uh, the Vikings' defensive line, because of COVID, because of injuries, was absolutely atrocious decimated like, probably the worst in the nfl uh and th since then they brought back daniel hunter from injury they brought back michael pierce from uh the covid exemplist they signed tomlinson they signed sheldon richardson they signed everson griffin they drafted a few guys they brought back stephen weatherly they had the uh, dj wanham from last year i mean they literally are not gonna have a bad line this year they are making sure of it they are putting their money where their mouth is, and they're going to make sure this line is much better. Yeah, Mike, how many quarterbacks do you need? One. Yeah. <laughs> how many D linemen do you need? Thirteen. I think he <laughs> wants. To, I think he wants to be nine deep of guys he wants to play at D line. Is my guess for this year. Well, that, he's got the horses to do it. Yep. I mean, so why not? Like just think, just to keep everyone. It's you have an extra game mm -hmm. this season. Um, COVID could be a question mark with some players. Um, Injuries is obviously gonna, you know, they'll they'll pop up from here till the end of the season. Sure. So it's nice to have multiple options at multiple positions across the D line, so that you don't run into the situation that Eric talked about last season, where we just get carved up and yeah. get the most like points scored zero on us. pressure on the quarterback, <laughs> where yeah. where Elvin Kamara runs for six touchdowns on you. Yeah. Um, so also uh, in worse news, Anthony Barr has had some mystery injury for three weeks now, and now looks like he won't be ready to go for week one. Really? This feels a lot like last year with uh, Daniel Hunter. 
A tweak? He's got some kind of thing. A, t- a tweak that a requires deal. major neck surgery? It's not a big deal. He literally missed all of last season. We restructured and kept him around again. He's been kind of a disaster since we re-signed him to this huge deal. And now he has been out of camp for three weeks. We don't know when he's coming back. I don't know. This stinks. It stinks bad. Yeah, it's mm. not good. Um, it's, it's alarming. Can we go back to Everson Griffin real quick? Absolutely. I listened to his post-practice press conference. That's a lot of P's. Um it was really telling about where he is in his career yeah. and where he is as a person. It was really intriguing to listen to. And he laments leaving the okay. Vikings. Um, said, you know, he mentioned multiple times, you know, I thought the grass was greener. It was not. Okay. It's like I went into a horrible situation in Detroit, you know, didn't have the support of the coaching staff or, you know, so he, I think he really regrets it. Yeah. And so I think his motivation level is very high to prove that he still belongs. That's cool. That, that, you know, leaving was an anomaly, right? And that he didn't really understand the full weight of what the Vikings organization well, is he, represents. Is, does he seem to be in a better place mentally? I mean, obviously he had big issues, very confused. and It's hard to um, say from a seven-minute. You know, having breakdowns where he doesn't know what's real and those things, those were pretty alarming. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it was a seven-minute deal, yeah. so it's kind of hard to tell. I, and he's just answering questions from reporters. So, okay. Um, but he seemed extremely upbeat he seemed very motivated he seemed very like excited to be back he's like it's been so good to see daniel again i haven't seen him in you know a year and a half he's like we never sold our house we love it here we want to stay here we want to be here and so i just listening to him like gave me um just like a a little bit a level of excitement that we're gonna see a little bit more of everson griffin with like that highly motivated like even when he's in there for maybe you know 15 20 plays a game but you're gonna see the impact so that's that's my hope well dude Everybody's got to be cheering for him. Absolutely. It seems like a great guy. That's awesome. All right, guys. Also, uh, he has to apologize to Kirk. He said, yeah, he, he so he, he talked about that. He said, I haven't had a chance to talk to Kirk. He said, but we're going to meet and we're going to, he's like, I'm going to, you know, clear the air with him. So, yeah. And I think he already apologized to Zimmer because he had said a couple things just about the team when he left. Yep. He in said, general. So he, he's doing a little apology he, tour. It's he, all good. He didn't really get into that. But he's like, we talk through things. Dude, you know what I mean? Nobody on the team probably likes Kirkens. I mean, maybe no. Thielen does. Mm, I think Thielen probably does. I bet no one does. Okay. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I mean, Wait, that's can definitely you, can most you just do? Can you do me a favor? So, can you do your cousin's impression? <laughs> the one where he was singing yeah. in high school? Yeah. I, I can't remember the song I used. Pretty woman. Pretty woman <laughs> coming down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know it's just as cheesy as you could ever next imagine. time you got to get the snaps next up to the mic here. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah he sucks so i mean i don't think that any like i'm sure griffers and like, okay i'm coming back to the team i have to like do this apology but who cares yeah they don't even work together so no yeah. no who cares they're well, on they're on opposite sides of welcome the ball. back they're, they're, that's they're, great they're almost never practiced together yeah all right guys so uh Four Vikings made the list of the NFL's top 100 players as voted on by players in the NFL. Um, Delvin Cook, I think, was 20th. Um, Correct. uh, Thielen was the lowest one on the list. Jefferson was like 53rd. Kendricks was somewhere around there as well. So those four guys made the top 100, um, which was a good list. I mean, those are four really good players. I would say our best players, uh, we can't talk about Hunter because he didn't play last year, um, but I'd say our best players are probably Cook, Jefferson and and Kendricks. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who didn't make the list who made it last year were Cousins, 
um, Harrison Smith, and can't think of the other guy that people thought should have been on there. But a couple guys who had fallen off that list um, from the previous year. Uh, but overall, I think it was a pretty good, um, you know, sample of, of players. Now, one thing I did want to bring up, uh, Harrison was, you know, maybe improperly left off the list. He probably should have been at the lower end of that list. Um, but people in Minnesota were pissed off because Buda Baker with Arizona got picked as the 19th best player in the NFL and had the same PFF score as Harrison Smith, who didn't make the list. So I think that's why people thought it was a little bullshit. Uh, but again, that list it is mostly meaningless because it was the list that like Ray Lewis was like third on for like 10 years too long. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, really, like, okay, so there's was that 30... after the murder? Yeah. How many teams? 30, 32 teams? Yeah. So there's 32 teams. There's 100 spots. Every team would have about average of, of 3.2 or something. So we had four. Yeah. We're right in there. It's nothing special. I'm sure there's teams that had six, and that's a big deal, you know? Sure. Um, we're just kind of right in line with, with statistically. All right, so uh, one more thing. Purple Pride Podcast will be coming up in the next like week and a half. We'll have Hey-o. our first episode up. Um, talking Vikings right before the season, making some extra predictions, going a little deeper on the purple for you guys who needed a little more Vikings talk. So lots of that coming up for you guys. Look forward to that. We'll post it right on the same feed as our podcast. So next up, let's move to the Minnesota Wild, who claim, or it's it's been claimed that uh, talks with Kirill Kaprizov have picked up finally, and uh, the... CSKA Moscow team has officially said it's not happening. He's not coming back here. We knew that all along mm-hmm. um, that this wasn't happening. Uh, I know there were a lot of reports in the media, probably coming from Kaprizov and his people, um, saying that they were offering five times the highest paid player in the league salary to him for for him to come there. Um, but this was never going to happen. He's only going to play for the Wild. It's just about getting the deal he wants. So, Jim, you you were talking off pot a little well, bit. You want to give us a little of what dude, you're I'm saying? I'm just curious, like. You know, everybody in Minnesota adores Kaprizov, right? I mean, I get that he maybe doesn't have as as big of an appeal as, you know, a guy that's, you know, Parisi that's from Minnesota, whatever, but just the star power. We're like so ready to embrace this guy, right? And support him forever and have him be our main franchise guy. Um, How much of this is he controlling? How much of it is it going to possibly taint that relationship with the fans and the team long term? Trying to play this like silly fucking Hollywood hardball bullshit, uh, you know, almost like the Kremlin is in charge of this with like misinformation leaking and compromat. I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's over the top. Okay, so I think I'm going to have a take that you're not going to expect. Okay. Um, So do you want me to go first then? Sure, go ahead. Okay. I'll go first. I he hasn't been here long enough. I think like if he decided like was like I want to be traded. I think as Minnesota fans we would be disappointed. But it's not like he's been here for seven years and led us to two Stanley Cups. But and if then he now it's playing easier, this wouldn't it? Because in our minds he's yeah, that's going to happen. It just hasn't yeah. happened yet. I think if he had uh, already done that, we'd be like, well, what a fucking run. Yeah, who cares? You're right. Um, but like I think that playing the game is something that he's been told he needs to do. Um, I think the fans are going to be very disappointed when he signs a short-term contract Mm. and not a long-term contract. Um, But I also think that our hockey fans here are very stupid in general. (laughs) And they they wanted to hang on to Nino Niederreiter and... Mikhail Granlund and they'd love they wanted Parisi and Suter to be here for another five years even though it made no sense and yeah we've talked about how that's going to punish us financially down the road but like I think the wild know what they're doing 
with this. They've, they've been very patient. Mm-hmm. They're not panicking. They're, they were probably anticipating and waiting for this Moscow team to say, no, this isn't going to happen. So now the Wild have all of the leverage. Mm-hmm. And so I think the deal is going to get done uh, before the season. And now it's just a matter of numbers. Okay. So that was a very, like, uh, no, I think that was good. And and you touched on a few things that I think, you know, like this team has stopped doing the fan expectations, almost like Star Wars should have done a long time ago, um, you know, with the diehards that want, like, you know, don't ever cut that guy. Yeah, like Cal Clutterbuck is the best center in the league. Like, yeah. no, he's not. Exactly, exactly. And I think that this kind of shows that they're, you know, not feeling, they maybe aren't feeling the pressure that the fans think that they would be or that the fans are feeling. Um, maybe they all, they've always known that the only place he's ever going to play is Correct, here, but correct. Eric, what do okay, you think, man? Do you think that this changes the relationship short-term, long-term? No, not at all. And so this is this is my take on this. This sucks when it's a player on your team. But in reality, what he's doing is he's battling against um, kind of the system of control that's existed in the NHL, where you're a young player and then you sign uh, an eight-year deal with the team for less money than you probably should make because that's what you do on your second contract. And then when you're 32, you kind of miss out on the big money because you're a little past it. And it's just like this system that's kind of been in place for a long time kind of fucks over NHL players. Very similar to baseball in yes. that regard. Yeah. All he's doing is what NFL and NBA players have been doing now for the last five years. He is bringing power to the players with this. And it sucks when he's the franchise player of your team that's doing it. But in general, like... I just believe in the players having power over the contracts they sign, the money they make. And he's literally betting on himself. He's like, I'm fucking good. Give me a big contract for a few years and then prove it on the on putting a good team around me or I'll go somewhere else. And it sucks because we want him to stay here forever and be great and be the best wild player ever and win Stanley Cups here. And, and to be just, cheap. <laughs> and just sign here with a good team-friendly deal for the next 20 years until he retires, you know? But that's bullshit. Like, we want players to have power. Why are we as fans always thinking we're on the side of these greedy-ass billionaire owners? I'm not. And so if he was on any other team, I would be like, hell yeah, man, get that short-term deal. Make as much money as you can. Have the freedom to go where you can be competitive. And because it's on my team, I don't think I can change my belief on that. And so I think that Kaprizov is trying to tear up the system. And I think that's badass. And so it sucks, but it puts pressure on the wild to be good. And it puts pressure on the wild to surround him with talent. And it puts pressure on the wild to not have to be like, all right, oh, good. Kaprizov's locked up for eight years. Now we have eight years to try to be a contender again. So you were when you talked about pressure, that that's the pressure. I think the pressure uh, is not, on the it's fucking not, wild. It's not the front office thinking the fans are going to be pissed if we don't re- re-sign Kaprizov. It's the fans are going to be pissed no matter what we do. But like, <laughs> but, but yes. Kaprizov's going to be pissed mm. if we sign him and don't do anything else. Kaprizov is doing what anyone would do in this situation. He's trying to get the most lever- leverage. He's trying to make the most money he can and pick the contract that's the fairest to him. And for whatever reason, owners have trained fans into thinking that like team-friendly deals are the best. And it's just like, dude, this is a fucking business. They would cut these guys in a second if it saved them any money. They would trade these guys. They would do whatever ever to save themselves well, money not only would they they do they do it all, all the time. time yeah and so to me i just think like Prizov is trying to say guys i know i'm good you're gonna pay me a lot of money that i deserve and you're gonna pay me for three four or five years and if you're not good in that time i'm gone then i'm gonna go to tampa bay and win a bunch of cups yeah and so mm-hmm. to me i guess that 
scares me because I don't want him to leave, but it also makes me think, wild, you bet you we deserve better as Minnesotans. We deserve we have packed the XL for 20 years. You know, we have made it so you have a bunch of revenue coming in, you have loyal fans, you sell out every game, you have a great stadium, and they haven't delivered. And so Kaprizov is saying the same fucking thing that we all are. And so to me, I don't think it hurts him. I think he's the most competitive wild player we've ever had. Love it. What a take. Great take from both you guys. That was awesome. You really answered my question. I appreciate it. All right, guys. We're going to move on to a topic I don't really want to talk about, and that is Ryan's team, the defending champions of Europe, Chelsea, absolutely pummeling uh, my Arsenal team. Um, No, it was a pummeling. And and here's what I will say. This is not me making an excuse. Um, Arsenal has been ravaged by COVID and injuries, um, but it didn't matter. If they had those guys they still would have been pummeled. If Chelsea would have been ravaged by injuries and COVID and had to play 11 totally different players, they still would have fucked up Arsenal. That's where this was at. This was men against boys. It wasn't close. Arsenal had about 10 minutes of punch in them, and then the adults showed up and took care of business. A couple things I will say, though. While the result was good for Chelsea, Arsenal has some really good young stars. Oh, yeah. That are going to be really good for Arsenal or another team <laughs> in the short term. But yes. Emil Smith-Rowe and Bakayo Saka are just fantastic. Like, you couldn't be more excited for the two of them because Smith-Rowe was the only person on Arsenal who was doing anything that was making Chelsea nervous. And he's going to be a star. And he's, what, 19? He's 20. 20? Yeah. Okay. You yeah, just turned I mean, 20 they're, then. They're young. Arsenal's really young, but it's just, it was not close. It was Lukaku, Ram Lukaku's return to Chelsea, his first game in the league. It took him just 15 minutes to score a goal and shush the Emirates. Um, and then uh, Reese James, the the England star, had just his run of, of the Emirates all night long, scoring a goal, assisting another goal. Chelsea wins two zip. It was easy. It was never in doubt. They were coasting. They mm-hmm. were coasting. Um, So I don't want to sit here and talk results all the time, but as a proud Arsenal fan and being on a podcast with Ryan, there is no way that we could go through a week when his team throttled my team and not talk about it. So we had to bring that up. But really what I wanted to talk about with soccer this week was that Liverpool plays Chelsea next week. Ooh, is that true? I believe so. Yes. On Saturday. Good luck. And Arsenal plays City. Sorry. Yeah. So here's, on that one. here's what I would like to talk about, though. It's the biggest moves of, of Europe this summer, the ones that are still to happen and the ones that have happened. Um, the big news this week is going to be most likely uh, Kylian Mbappe, probably the most valuable soccer player in the world. Um, if he's not one, he's two. Argu- uh, arguably one, one B. Yeah. If, I mean... Him and Holland are probably yeah. the two top guys now at this point. Um, both young. I think Mbappe's 22, Holland's 21. Uh, he's one of those guys. He was the star striker for the French team in the last World Cup. Um, he's been applying his trade at PSG for years after bringing a Monaco team to the Champions League semifinals as a 17-year-old. As a um, so he has been destined for greatness now since he was about 16. He's one of the best players in the world. Maybe Wasn't he the on best. Arsenal at some point? Nope. They tried. Oh, okay. They like had dinner with him or something. Oh, I'm thinking gonna... of somebody else then. But anyways, um, Mbappe uh, wants to go to Real Madrid. He's in the final year of his contract. Uh, PSG is desperately trying to re-sign him. He's refusing every offer from them, and he wants to go to Real Madrid. Real Madrid has spent their entire summer selling players from their team for good money and not replacing them as they just save up to try to spend big on Mbappe. And PSG brought in Lionel Messi and 
already has Neymar and is now trying to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo uh, to their team, which already has a bunch of stars all over the place. Um, I can tell you that Mbappe did not want to play with Messi, and the minute Messi showed up, he was like, get me the hell out of here. He knows it's not good Are we not going to see a game with those three then? I mean, are they they playing? No, they'll play this week together. Okay. All right, so we might get a couple. They'll play a few, maybe, but it sounds like um, the bid is in 160 million euros, which is like 188 million U.S. dollars um, for Mbappe, which is crazy because he would be free to sign a contract for no fee in January with Real Madrid if he just waited one more season. He could sign for free with any team he wanted in the world. So that's pretty crazy, but they are desperate to get him now. They want him. They don't want to risk it at all. They're willing to pay almost two hundred million dollars to bring you know the the young star of europe to real madrid it just seems like it's a matter of time this is the move he's wanted he this is his career path he planned out monaco to psg to real madrid to liverpool five nah, years when he goes to real madrid this will be it his next move will be it for him for a decade i bet hmm. well i just i wish i watched more of those i don't really watch la league or this what's the what's league the league un league one okay um yeah so that's the big one and then cristiano ronaldo he's old he's like 33 34 34 i think old in old in soccer years yeah he's 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 pretty old and he is um he's looking to move from juventus he's wanted to force a move the teams he's been kind of linked with are like his old team man united um his old team real madrid who have now said no we're not interested we want mbappe um he's been kind of pushing for city but most people think psg is the most likely and i believe ronaldo and mbappe share the same agent so he's trying to orchestrate mbappe to madrid for huge money and ronaldo to psg for huge money is kind of what he's he gets paid off is that Raiola? yeah yeah that's insane. So that's his his big move he's trying to do right now. They pay. It would be really, I mean, I, so Messi and Ronaldo are both probably, you know, they're on the downslope of their careers, but that would be crazy to have them on the same team. Well, and not only that, then you also have Sergio Ramos, who's playing for PSG as well, who's a Neymar, former Real, Real Madrid player. Neymar, for who was at Barcelona, who's there. Like, Massive star. All these guys that literally four years ago hated one another and would you know yeah. never talk to one another Neymar no. and Messi were the star players of Barcelona and Ramos and Ronaldo were the star players of Real Madrid and all four of them could be together they added Hakimi Donnarumma they have Verratti they have just you name it I mean they're just it's a pretty loaded team they're but loaded. also like not that scary without um, it without Mbappe yeah, without him. So that's kind of mm. what to look for. But guys, the thing I really wanted to talk about besides those moves where, you know, it's a retirement home in, in Paris in the French League um, is the financial power and the arms race that's happening in the Premier League. So as you look around, um, Italy is broke. Um, they don't have a big TV deal. They don't have a lot of money, even though they won the World Cup. The French League is, besides PSG, is completely out of money. They have none. No one is making any big signings there. For the most part, the German League is kind of standing pat this summer with not a lot of money. Um, Spain and the big Spanish teams are like massively in debt. And the Premier League, even though it was reported that they lost about $300 million last year um, collectively, um, is... It's a, a write-off for them. Yeah, they're they're getting they're getting a forward on their TV deal. Um, <laughs> so they are in great shape financially. They have a billions of dollar TV deal, um, both in Europe and in the United States. And I'm assuming elsewhere as well. Um, they're being paid a ton of money, and these teams are healthy. Think about how lucrative 
the US TV deal is becoming. Like even mm. think about five years ago, what it looked like. And it was just sort of like, oh yeah, you know, we got some games on Saturday and there's a handful of fans. And now it's like crazy. Like people are, you know, buying the Peacock thing, which they knew and they're mm-hmm. they're getting extra revenue from us on that, which is bullshit. But it um, still comes with my cable, so I, I don't yeah, know on that one. But. For sure. But you're paying for that. Yeah. Whether sure. whether or not it's eight bucks a month coming out of your debit card or yeah. tacked onto your Comcast bill, it's yes. you're still paying for it. Um so like it's a huge deal that they have an entire other continent. The most important continent. That's got for, 400 for million people that live in yeah. it. Like, it's not chump change, right? Yeah. With the, the NBCSN stuff. So, it's yeah, a big so, deal. So, this is huge for them. And then, when you look at it, the big deals that have happened so far and more to come. Um, City brings in Jack Grealish for 100 million pounds. I believe it's the biggest deal in the history of the Premier League, which seems crazy that it would be him. Um the second biggest deal also happened is Lukaku back to Chelsea at like 97 or 98 million. Jaden Sancho, the young uh, English player to United in a huge deal. Rafael Varane, the big star center back from Real Madrid, also to United. Um, Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid to Arsenal. Um, Harry Kane could still be on the move from Spurs, who would definitely replace him if he headed to Man City like he wants to. Um, Which would also then be the biggest, <laughs> biggest transfer, transfer fee in by the 50 million yeah. mm. pounds. Um, yeah. You have uh, Chelsea still trying to make a move in defense and in midfield. Man United will definitely bring in at least one, if not two more big signings. Um, Liverpool is going to be active at the deadline. Arsenal Mm, is in desperation mode. Spurs are going to have to replace some people. I think Arsenal's already spent the most total. Yeah, until... No, 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 I'm I'm saying... Until the big boys go back in. But I'm saying Arsenal is already at like almost 130 million. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like these teams are, it's an arms race at this point. And the top teams, um, which I think have kind of separated themselves from the pack um, with their money and i'm not saying it's because they just have money to spend i mean running a good business and selling players for good fees and winning um gives you more money um but i think united chelsea and um city have kind of made an upper echelon of like a top three at this point um liverpool probably should be there and might remain there a little longer but for some puzzling reason they don't want to spend the ridiculous amount of money they've made in the last few years yeah um the rest are kind of falling behind, but again, the Premier League is the cream of the crop by by some distance now in in Europe, and uh, that's I, why it's the best league in sports. It is; it's the best <laughs> league in sports. So, um, lots of good stuff. Some big games coming up this weekend. Um, like you mentioned, City uh, trying to put one of the maybe first nails in Arsenal's coffin, uh, but still probably a nail. Um, Liverpool Chelsea, which is a huge, huge game to really tell you kind of the hierarchy uh, to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Spurs already beat Man City in a game, which I think surprised a lot of people. West Ham pounded Leicester um, four to one. So they look like they're one of the top teams in the league. I don't know. I just think it's the best. I could just wax on poetically about how great the premier league is. We've done it for years. If you haven't got on board yet, like I don't even think we can tell you anymore. <laughs> just, I don't think we can tell you anymore. Just, just watch it. Pick a team or don't. Pick a team as you watch. watch just watch it you know? and just have a good time. It's great. It's, it's, what are you doing Saturday and Sunday morning anyway? Nothing. You shit. Well, and the other thing is, as you watch matches, you'll feel yourself gravitating towards teams, mm-hmm. like very easily. We know a friend of the pod, uh, I think it's like somebody's brother-in-law, I don't know who this person is, but they're starting a thing where they they like picked a team out of a hat, 
at random. No, and they picked the winners. So they picked um, uh, what's the team that beat Arsenal the first game? Brentford. Brentford won the first game of the year. So okay. then whoever beats Brentford will be their new team. And then whoever it ends up at the last, like you're like it's like VD, and you're following it along. And then whoever is like the winner is gonna at the end of the season with this little trail is who they're going with so hopefully you get like looks like i'm gonna be a city fan and then they get upset the last game by brentford and yeah. you're like oh my god or they get a relegated team yeah exactly be even worse. You know, whatever so it's that's risky um i would do a little more calculated like i did where you watch a season you have you ask people watch that know a season i think you watched like two yeah. and a half seasons <laughs> before and i'm glad i did wait because i love liverpool it's yeah. just been amazing for me it's been yeah. awesome um got on board right before they blew up but just get involved it's so much fun all right guys that is it a short episode for us this week um but go and check out our last podcast we ended our summer of star wars uh we picked our next one which is james bond and uh we talked about uh, no way home spider-man so lots of good stuff on that episode check it out until next week thank you guys for hanging with us at the northeast podcast